0: Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. you are now Now, 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 listening to to, 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 the P-13 Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the P-13 Podcast. Your host, Michael here, running solo on this episode. You know, I get to steer the ship, so they say on this one. Get to control the narrative of this episode. I'll be talking a little bit about myself, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. I will run down uh, some of my favorite things from this podcast as far back as episode one. So you may hear little snippets and clips from some of my favorite pieces that I will try to connect to my own experiences here so that you can get to know a little bit more about your host. I'll answer a few common questions about myself, you know, maybe... You may be interested, may not be interested, but you'll get to learn about this Filipino-Canadian host of the P13 podcast. As always, you can leave a line on our Instagram at Project13Gyms or either of our personal IG pages, and we will put those towards the end of the podcast. If you want to keep the conversation going, leave us a line, leave us a message, tell us how these podcasts have helped maybe you enjoyed some episodes maybe you enjoy this episode leave us a line let us know maybe we do more of these down the line um and don't forget to leave us a review if you like the episodes if you like this podcast what we've been doing maybe things have helped you out feel free to leave us a review on apple spotify or any of the major podcast platforms out there that you get your podcasts from Like I said earlier, I'm going to run down some of my favorite things from this podcast. Uh, More specifically, I will be looking at five here. So they could be sporadically through all the podcasts that you've heard. If you haven't heard them already, you can feel free to pause this and go back to some of our previous episodes. But again, as you get to hear this episode, I'll give references for some of where these podcasts were some of the titles for these podcasts. So if you want to go back and just give us another little extra listen, that would be great too. But I'll start by talking about where I'm from. So I'm originally born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. For those who don't know, that is north of Montana. It's the uh, prairie lands. So it's very flat where I'm from. There's still some hills, but There is nothing compared to some of the mountain ranges that I've seen out here as we've driven down. Now, if you're from Canada, or at least some parts of Canada, specifically where I'm from, high school, if you didn't know, runs three years. I didn't realize that out here in America, that high school runs four years. You have your junior, sophomore, or freshman, sophomore, junior, seniors back home we go by numbers so middle school is seven eight nine and then our high schools run 10 11 12 at least where i was from and i've always thought that to be kind of an interesting thing that was a bit different from canada to america but then again a lot of things are different y'all out here measure in pounds versus kilos and Uh, feet versus meters there's there's a whole lot of differences in the metric system that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation but it's always interesting to know some of the differences between Canada and Edmonton from living in both places sticking with the high school theme this is from one of our FAQ episodes where you get to learn a little bit about Canada alongside supplements I know odd conversation stick with me here but you get to learn about how we never had formals and how we just had dances. So enjoy.
0: All supplements are fairly unregulated. That's that's one of the first reasons why I would say nay because you don't really know what's in it. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, you don't really know how it's produced. Yes. Um, there has been research completed on... Uh, these actually had to do with certain protein drinks. Um, if, if everybody remembers the... EAS protein. I do you remember, remember that EAS, EAS protein. EAS and muscle milk, the ones that came in pre packaged, like they were like uh, this weird cardboard. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. They came in, this I remember those. And they had the little twist off cap yeah. that would, like, yeah. Those were actually, um, they did an analysis on that and they found trace amounts of heavy metals. Significant trace amounts, I think. Uh, some more than others. The EAS one had a pretty high amount of uh, of heavy metals.
1: That's interesting you say that because that was pretty heavily marketed out there too. Very, very much It was so. one of the major, major ones when it came mm-hmm. to those protein drinks
0: and yeah. supplements. And I'll be honest, I drank some of it. Me too. Maybe I'm going to die.
1: So going back to your point about like what n- you're not knowing that you're, what you're ingesting, like especially for people who are not part of like the health or you're you're not in tune with maybe understanding different uh, ingredients. Yes. you don't look into it. You don't do. The, yeah. uh, you may not the do average, the research, or yeah. you just like just don't have that yeah. as your background. Maybe you're doing finance or something else, right. and you're just like, "Oh, I've heard this is really well.
0: Yep, I'm going to take this." Yep, um, yeah, and that's the other thing too. Like even myself with my background and understanding of nutrition, which is it, it's not expert by any means, mm-hmm. but I do have some education in it and some understanding around it, but I could look at the ingredients of any given supplement, and there would very possibly be a lot of uh, compounds on there that I don't really know what they are. Exactly. Um, so take the average person in that same situation. They're going to be even more lost. Take high school
1: kids. like They're using these yeah. as their post-workout They just stuff. want to get jacked in high school. They want to get strong. They're trying to find that competitive edge. Trying to make the team. Yeah, trying exactly. to make the team coach. Or um, trying
0: to look good for the summer. Trying to look good for the summer, too. Yeah. Yep. Prom's <laughs> coming up, you know, or homecoming. Or homecoming. They want to get a date, you know. It's See, fine. We, we understand.
1: We never had prom in Canada. What? It's a little different. What? We had dances.
0: <laughs> what did you do? Dances. Hunt moose instead? Cow tip. No, I'm just kidding. Mm, no, no, no. Yeah. no. And we had Cows dances. are extra big up there. Yeah. <laughs> because of the winters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We would throw snowballs at cars from time to time, and that was pretty fun. We but did that too in yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Um, but no, yeah, no problem. This is gonna get sidetracked a little bit, but no problem. We would do dances, like quarterly dances, mm-hmm. from time, and that was about it. And at least at my what high school, what
0: were they called?
1: Just like high school dances.
0: They didn't have names. No, what?
1: not when I was growing up.
0: I thought like, like at my high school, we had homecoming. We had s- someone called Snow Days. And then we had Sadie Hawkins. Did you do that? We That's where the no. Girl asked we, the guy. We didn't. No. And then no. No, no
1: one asked anyone to go to the dance. It was like you oh. Just went.
0: Yeah, like... Just a bunch of Canadians. Yeah, it's just like, hey, are Canadian. you guys going
1: to the dance? Like, yeah, we're going to the dance. Like, okay, cool. We'll see you over cool, there. buddy. Yeah. I'll
0: see you there.
1: <laughs> I'll get my ride. I'll get my dad to drive me at like 7 at night. Let's go dance till 10 and then go home. There we go. <laughs>
0: that's interesting. I did not know that about Canada. Yeah.
1: Well, at least at my high school. I'll say that. I can speak for my high school. And I think that's how it was for most of the high schools. when In I was In your growing province? Up. In my province. Mm. There wasn't a... There's not a big lead up to it. Okay. there's like.
0: Do you get dressed up? Mm, like, I mean, like, do you wear a tux? No, we we save for that
1: suit. for graduation.
0: Do you dance at graduation?
1: We do dance at graduation.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm finding so many interesting things out about Canadian high school. Yeah,
1: and then there's an after party, which I had a, more of a sheltered life growing up, so I was not allowed to go to it. Ooh so
0: papa the, kala said no no to michael
1: no is mama kala
0: mama kala oh
1: she's the one who uh brings in the reins on this one i see she holds it yes but yes. <laughs> i digress anyways where are we we're way back we're little, talking about fun, pre-workout how did this go from calls there a
0: mysterious man everybody i appreciate we'll find out more about him uh, you'll um, hear more
1: uh personal experience actually pre-workout yeah, so
0: so then the other so my personal experience with pre-workout Uh, I tried it a few times. I tried a number of different brands as well. Um, and there's something that is very well known about pre-workout for people that have done it is you get those face tingles. Yes. And to me, that just distracted me from the entire workout because I was like, my face is just fucking itching. (laughs) I can't do a set of work because I'm scratching my face Yeah. and it gets really like hot and stuff. So did I feel more energy? Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, de- I did, but like...
1: Now is that fueled from sugar and caffeine or is that fueled from yeah. the other, other
0: components components? Yeah, there? so that's the other reason. The The thing that gets people amped up on pre-workout is simply the caffeine that's in it.
1: Which is an ins- like an insurmountable amount of caffeine. A lot of times it is, yeah. It's and like these, 300 milligrams or something like that. And some that. of these people are still drinking coffee throughout the day yes. too.
0: So that's... um. So just to give everyone some perspective, uh, one cup of coffee has roughly 80 to 100 milligrams of caffeine. So you're like tripling that. <laughs> so imagine, too, if you're someone that works out in the evening, you're taking a dose of pre-workout that's got 300 milligrams. You're getting jacked up for the workout, but then are you sleeping well? Yeah. And how much of the equation of progress and improvement is rest, recovery, yeah. and all that stuff? So um, so that's that's... You know, going back to my initial answer of nay, what I would suggest as an alternative is simply just have a cup of coffee. I agree. If you're a coffee drinker, um, you know, or you could do some tea, like something that maybe has a little bit of caffeine in it. Because there is certainly a lot of evidence that supports caffeine as a ergogenic aid, Mm -hmm. which ergogenic aid, what that means is basically a performance enhancer. So it's been shown to increase muscular endurance, and then it just provides you overall energy. So I would recommend that instead of, you know, and also too the last little anecdote that I'll provide about pre-workout, those of us that are in kind of keep tabs on what happens in the fitness industry, there was a story that came out about Jacked 3D. I yeah, Kala has actually. I've I've taken that one before. (laughs) So they found. That Jack 3D actually had what was it? Methamphetamine. It was a it low just,
1: dose methamphetamine. I think it was one three aminadine was yes. the, the compound in there, which I like. I so didn't know when I was Paul taking these. has done math. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there was a guy or a, a young lad that uh, I believe died from taking uh, too much of it, or you know.
1: And I wouldn't be surprised because that stuff, like. You talk about the face tingles, you talk about getting the flush, you're talking about like it the was upper, to the max. it was up to the max on that. Yeah. It's definitely like, it's a different, it makes me sound like I'm a drug addict, but it's like a different ride. <laughs> I should say. I told you folks, he's done that. Now, <laughs> no, just kidding. Just, just all, I've never done that. <laughs>
0: For the record. For the record. This is, not, was is unknowingly. I can, I can attest
1: to that. <laughs> There's gonna be reports. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it was. Headlines. It's definitely a different. It's a. If it's a different. It's a. Well, I, yeah. It's a different, different feeling. Different feeling. It I was also, not then, good. Then there's
0: another one called No Explode. I had a buddy that took that in college. Yeah. Terrible diarrhea.
1: I, I had all these experiences. <laughs> I will tell you. Like the the reason I, I would take it because I thought I was like I'm getting a competitive advantage. I can get going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I can get my extra work in because I had all this energy and I had nowhere to expel it except, okay, I'm going to play baseball. I'm going to go to the ballpark an hour early and then we lift at night,
0: make gains, make
1: gains, try to go to sleep. Didn't sleep much Mm. because of those Yeah, yeah. Mm because you're taking it late at night. We're taking that like four something because you want to have at least what, like 30 minutes prior to that. Maybe with the Jack 3D, it's like. 10, 15 minutes. It's like, you need 10 It's seconds. dialed up. Yeah. <laughs> we, you go powder and then bottle, and then chug it down with water. Damn. Swish it in the mouth. That's and then you go. That was the way head. we used to do it. But <laughs> not good. I'm telling you. not. I, I will tell you my experience with it. It's really quick because I know this is running a little long on here. But uh, with my experience, you talked about the face tingles. I thought I was having a stroke at one point because it was oh. running down. Just It was from the face and then my right hand was starting to tingle. That's scary. It's a little scary. Yeah. And I couldn't – I was, like, trying – I was, like, moving my face around. And you know when you get, like, that kind of numbness Mm -hmm. in your face when Mm -hmm. you take the pre-workouts? And you're, like, I wasn't – no, I couldn't really assure myself that I was smiling. So I had to, like, go (laughs) walk to the mirror. I'm at a 24-hour fitness, and I'm having this, like (laughs) – this attack. Yeah. <laughs> and of I'm, some sort. Of some sort. So the not squat. i sure not what to call it. The way. I don't know how to call this. Um, but the squat rack is like 10 feet away facing the other direction of the mirrors. Mm-hmm. And so I'm walking to the mirrors. I have my weight set up on my, on my, on, on the squat rack. Mm-hmm. I walk to the mirrors and I'm like pulling my eyes down. I'm like, oh my God, am I like, mm-hmm. what's happening here? I'm like smiling like this, like an idiot yeah. in front of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Math. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, that's after, scary. After that, scary. I was like, no, this is yeah. not a good. This is not good. No, you can't have this out there.
0: No. And the other thing to remember, uh, last little piece of information for people to take away. Caffeine has a half life of what, eight hours,
1: something like yes, yes.
0: So that means whenever you ingest it, eight hours from there, half of the amount will still be remaining in your system. Yeah. So keep that in mind even if you're do- if you're not uh, dosing I mean I guess that. dosing with coffee uh, you don't want to do that too late especially if your caffeine tolerance is not very high. Yeah. Cuz then you'll you'll just uh, potentially interfere with sleep. But you have to
1: Sleep but you'll get a stomach ache? Yeah, as you well could get too. a stomach ache too. You're not going to um, feel well.
0: No. So, yeah. So that's that wraps up pre-workout. <laughs> so nay
1: Yeah, so for me, pre-workout's a nay for me as well too. This leads us into another common question that I get asked, and that is, how did I get into fitness and exercise? Well, going back to Canada, I was always active growing up. I had the opportunity to play various sports in middle school and high school. In middle school, I was definitely more of an active child, I guess you could say. It was more so badminton, basketball. Baseball and Taekwondo, a little bit of track in there. And then as I got into high school, things got a little bit more specific. So I ended up playing only two sports in high school, playing basketball and baseball. But one thing you may not know is that in high school sports in Canada, at least at my school, I should say, that baseball is not one of those like high school team sports where I'm from. And it is more so a high school extracurricular, or not even a high school. It's just an extracurricular activity that you have to sign up for outside of that. Basketball was a, still a mainstay in there. Some schools had hockey. Yes, it's very stereotypical of Canada, but high, but hockey, high school hockey, is still somewhat of a thing in certain areas. But my thing ended up being more so baseball, and that's how I ended up playing here in the states. So I played in high school, played a couple years uh, in junior college, moved from Edmonton all the way to San Jose, played at uh, De Anza College for a couple years, and then ended up making my transfer to SF State. After SF State, played some ball down south in San Diego, and that's where I started to get a little bit more to fitness so I was trying to play uh, a little bit more into the independent leagues and it didn't work out but in that time I had a trainer I had worked at this place I don't think the place is still I don't know if the place is still up anymore Uh, maybe I'll take a look later but it's Black Ops Training and they were like a sports performance gym and they are where i got a lot of my interest in health and fitness as i saw a lot of the benefits play out on the baseball field my final year of playing and i thought hey this could be something great i'm seeing a ton of benefits why not put myself into there i was already pursuing my kinesiology degree my bachelor in science at and kinesiology and i thought how better way to apply what I've learned in school than to do so for myself and I can give back to others here as well this leads us into a another one of my favorite parts from this podcast this is from the trust the process episode that me and Thomas talked about how sometimes you just got to commit to the process let let it play out and just spend your time in that process.
0: Yeah. Build towards you trusting, trusting the process. Absolutely. Um, But this also happens to, I see it a lot with like skill development. So someone's like, Mm -hmm. and I'm definitely guilty of this. Someone's like, I want to learn a new language or I want to learn how to play the piano, which I'm currently trying to do. Um, It's very hard. And the only way in which you make some progress is if you really commit. Yes. And, again, with the piano example, I mean, I've been practicing, I've been really bad like the last couple of weeks cause we were traveling. But when I first started practicing, probably like
1: he's about to sneeze.
0: I think I ruined it. It went away. Oh Okay. I'm good. And so when <laughs> I first started practicing like a month ago, um, you know, I, I started doing it every night and even if I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it five minutes. I just told myself I have to have to do some amount of piano practice. And after a couple of weeks, I was actually starting to get somewhere. And so that's the thing is like, you need to just really devote yourself to to providing time to that thing that you're trying to learn instead of being like, oh, I couldn't figure out this song that I wanted to learn in five days. So I'll try the guitar now. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and so then you're just bouncing all over the place. And same thing, like I use the learning languages as an example. That's I mean, a great that's one an, because that's, that's an, very difficult. Very difficult. And it just takes time. Music it is takes a language time too. and reps. Yeah, exactly. So, so I see it in skill development could even be for some people, a thing with relationships, right? Yes. You don't commit yourself to a relationship. doesn't have to be romantic. could be friends as well. Yeah. But like maybe you go out with a friend, get, get drinks or something or someone you're trying to meet. And like the first meeting doesn't go like you thought. And you're like, I'm done. But it's like, well, maybe if you gave it a few more chances, that could really turn into something valuable.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So then specifically with nutrition,
1: I was going to say, this is a big one because you see this a lot.
0: Yeah. And this ties in a lot to what we see and encounter. Um
1: Even experience. Even too.
0: experience. Yep. But you'll find people are jumping from fad diet to fad diet. And most fad diets are not anything I would recommend, mm-hmm. but regardless of what they're comprised of and what the idea is, if you really want to see that it works or if it works, you have to at least give it a few months. Yeah. You know, say you're trying to like cut out gluten, for example, which is a very valid thing for people to do because some people are sensitive to it. Absolutely. I, I, I'm i not entirely sure on the research on this, but it does take time for your system to actually clear all of that. Same thing with dairy. So, if you go gluten-free and you give it like two weeks and you're like, I don't really notice any differences. Like that's probably not enough time. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) You got to like give it at least a month, maybe even six weeks.
1: Speaking of trusting the process, I heard that, uh, working from home did wonders for sailboat sellers. And that's because their sales went through the roof. I know I have a terrible sense of humor, but I couldn't resist myself. Now, and this is a less common question, but one that's been asked a couple times as well too, is what has been successful to me? Now, we just did an episode on success. Uh, I will clip it here as well to have a little insight. But honestly, what has helped me is just keeping an open mind through a lot of things. Learning different systems or learning how to do things in a different manner has helped me be mindful and uh, open to different perspectives and learning from various parts of the industry. So that's been what's been helpful to me throughout this time here. And going back to that success episode here's that clip where we talk about the white, be- white belt mentality and another one of my favorite things that we've done in this podcast so far
0: that's what people will say is like you want to keep that wet white belt mentality where you're going into every experience or every learning opportunity and you're just like i'm just ready to take whatever information comes my way with a completely open mind mm. right and so That's something that I try to do, and that's similar to another concept that we've talked about in the past of being a generalist, Mm -hmm. right? So even if you theoretically succeed at a certain discipline, there is still so many other things that you can explore to become green again, so to speak, and just put yourself in that learning situation.
1: I think you do a really good job of that in your personal, like in your, like for example jujitsu thank you so sir. I, I know that from my experience with you and the other thing last point on that is I think once you've thought you've got or I should say sometimes I know people may feel once you arrived somewhere there's complacency exactly and that's
0: yeah and that something, is something yeah. yeah so that's one of the reasons why I don't necessarily want to strive for that mm-hmm. is because I don't want to get complacent with any aspect of my life really And then, I mean, the other side of it is like, I do just like learning, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, I just think it's fun to me to do something. And the other piece of this is like, you have to be comfortable doing stuff you're not good at, yeah. which for a lot of people is very, very difficult. It is. I have a lot of conversations with people in the gym about this specific concept. And yeah, a lot of people, you know, if there's a workout on the board that has stuff that they... Are not good at like they'll it's, they'll be frustrated i don't want to do it and yeah i don't want to do it and it's like why because i'm not good at it it's okay and that's exactly why you should do it mm-hmm. that really is i hate to say it because it does suck if you're not used to it but the second you get used to it it just opens up so many doors mm-hmm. because then you're not afraid to try anything okay. and additionally that spills out into your everyday life then whatever, in your business, in your personal life, you're just, you're just like open to just try stuff and whatever. And you never know, it might be something that works really well for you. Right on. That's pretty deep. We got is deep pretty there.
1: deep. So then the, yeah, this is, is it the, this is antithesis. Antithesis, antithesis. antithesis? How does it feel? Well, I guess this is maybe not the the right term for that, but within those concepts, when you do find quote unquote success, what does it feel like for you?
0: Yeah, so this is a hard question for me to answer and partly it's due to like all the stuff that we've previously been talking about. But you know, I think the other side of it too is I do tend to be fairly hard on myself. Mm. So even if I maybe do from someone else's perspective succeed at something, I won't see it that way. Mm. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. That could actually be like, negative thing that i should try to work on but that's just yeah but that's just how i am probably goes back to something in my childhood just as everything does for everybody (laughs) everything is always tied to people's childhood Uh, um good old days good old days pokemon cards and and pogs and pogs (laughs) and then i think i'm constantly striving to be better in everything that i do so i often don't feel that i've necessarily succeeded at anything so even if say, for example, the gym gets to a place where it's, you know, the business is in a good spot, right? Mm -hmm. We're comfortable from a financial perspective, all that stuff. Like I will still look at it and say, what can we make better? Right.
1: I think that's a good mindset to always
0: have. Yeah. I think it's, you know, and I've adopted that for certain reasons because I think it leads to you continuing to work hard and strive for things. I
1: think the one last part on this part too, is I think what helps with that also is also celebrating some of those achievements, which is another keyword of today's topic. What's the difference between the achieving of something and succeeding at something?
0: Yeah. So that's what I think the, the key differentiator should be for a lot of people, right? Like the major difference between the two two is, an achievement usually is something objective, right? Mm -hmm. So that's your, oh, I I squatted 300 pounds. That's your sub seven 2K row. That's your, you know, if it's martial arts, that's your blue belt, right? Ah. Like that's your belt promotion. At work, that's your promotion to a new role or your paycheck, (laughs) like a pay raise. Yeah, so like that is an achievement. And those, I think, you know, those should be celebrated. But that again is where it's like, once you get that achievement, you know don't get complacent still continue to strive for that next level right if you just squatted 300 you know strive for 315. if you just got sub 7 go for a sub 645 if you just got your blue belt there's always a purple belt if you got a promotion there's always another like level level that you can strive for celebrate that achievement but you know don't don't look at that as uh oh i've like succeeded that's it i'm done you know whatever i've arrived like you know and so that's what i think the the big key is there another example too though that we need to be careful of michael and i were just talking about this before the podcast uh the biggest loser mm. so if we all remember that show i don't think it's still on is it I, let, they might have look. changed networks or something because people just started understanding that it's As actually terrible for people yeah. but we looked up some data on this and michael put it in a really really good way he said I think the, the thing is like sure they achieved in losing weight, but did they succeed in being healthy? Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so just like looking at some of the statistics there. So the average weigh in before filming, the biggest loser is 328 pounds. The average weigh in after 30 weeks on the show is 199 pounds. So people would look at that and be like, they succeeded in losing weight. Great, great. However, the average weight six years after the final on-camera weigh-in, 290 pounds, right? So that means that on average, participate, participants regained 70% of the weight they'd lost, um, although they did keep off 30%. But keep, on, keep in mind... Those are averages. So that means that there could have been some people that ended up right where they started. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there could have been a lot of people that ended up right where they started. So that's that's an example, right? Of like, you achieve something, sure, great, but you gotta keep it going, right? Yeah. And these people did not, maybe because they felt like, oh, I did it, you I, know? Su- they've, I succeeded, okay. whatever, I'm done, yeah. like, But no, the journey is always going to continue, mm-hmm. right? So that's something that you definitely wanna keep in mind.
1: Ah, yes, the white belt mentality, which kind of leads me into this next part. This is more so unrelated to fitness, but something I do get asked a lot. And it's in terms of my fashion sense, which I try to do keep a white belt mentality because it is definitely outside of my expertise I have been complimented many times about the outfits that I will wear or the style that I have. And I really appreciate those comments. Thank you very much. With that being said, I'm always gathering from different people I see in the streets. So if I see certain uh, outfits that I enjoy, maybe I emulate it and tweak a few things. Add some pieces that I may see from different influencers as well that's along that same style. Uh, I also take a lot of risks when it comes to that. So, for example, one thing that I recently picked up are a pair of leather pants. Yes, actual leather. I've gotten them secondhand so I can try and be a little bit more sustainable. That's one of the things I'm trying to uh, adhere to this this year. Well, my life moving forward, I should say, is to try and find things at a secondhand store. But again leather pants maybe it's not for everybody however I do like to take some of those fashion risks and pair that maybe with some crazy sneakers maybe a button-up and a crazy long trench coat who knows there's always something different out there for everybody and there's always something fun to have when it comes down to your clothes as well Uh, people asked where do I get a lot of my things well some in the past it'd be like essence so for those who do know it's ssense that's a great uh it's kind of like a department store and they're canadian so i do have those ties as well but you always i always wait for the sales never pay never not never but i prefer not to pay retail prices so it's always nice to wait for some of those things and like i said earlier more so buying secondhand pieces either from the thrift store you can always find some good things at the thrift store actually pants are a very interesting find at the thrift store just fyi if you're ever interested in looking for a good pair of pants and suits i should say suit blazers you can have some cool combinations there Um, but even things such as your buffalo exchanges crossroads all these cool like secondhand stores one store for those who are near the gym the place is called re-love That's a good place. I've gone there. They have some really cool things uh, up for sale. Might be a little bit on the higher side, but again, if you're looking, you will get some nice curated uh, pieces there. But this is going off a tangent from what's really happening here on on, on this podcast. So again, like I said, this has nothing in relation to health and fitness, but here's another item that I do or one of the episodes that I did enjoy doing was our routine episode. And here's a little clip of me and Thomas talking about the routine in your daily life.
0: So person a uh, Apple comes to the gym 12 times a month. Banana also comes to the gym 12 times in a month, right? So the same number of attendances to the gym difference person. Well, I keep saying that. Apple, they come six days a week the first week, four days the next, then one in the last two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So we do the quick math on that. That equals 12. That's their 12 sessions in the month. Banana, they come three days every week for four weeks. Based on my experience working with people, I can tell you that Apple is most likely the next month going to continue at a rate of one maybe two classes per week and potentially fully drop off whereas banana they're most likely going to continue with their three times a week routine because they've taken the time to set that right they've
1: stuck to what they've chosen is what you're saying And like hey i'm this yeah. is the this is what i want to develop in that routine yeah we know that sometimes like the results can be linear in that case where if you can keep that same routine all the way through Yep. We might see better progressions as it's kind of what you're doing. Yeah, going, that's what I was yeah, to.
0: that's the like the point that I was trying to get across is, you know, in this scenario, I'm more so talking about the behavior, but follow gotcha. up to that, like, you know, I mean, you just it's pretty clear to look at that and say, Okay, if if Apple starts getting to the point where they're coming in only once a week, they're probably not gonna see that many results. Whereas like three days a week, you can see significant progress, especially if you're relatively new to training, you can see a a lot of significant progress. So that's just a little example. I see that all the time in the gym. There are people that have been with us maybe for like a year or two, and they're that three times a week person, right? And they just continue to progress. It's maybe not as fast as some other Mm -hmm. people would want, but they're okay with that. And they can look back you know, on their 18 months of training and be like, wow, month one, I was like this, you know, I was maybe my, whatever metrics you want to use were way down here, but now I'm 18 months in, I've been coming three days a week. I don't miss any of that because I've just established the routine Yeah, and I'm that much stronger. I'm that much more fit, whatever. Whereas again, going back to Apple, they might not even be coming to the gym anymore
1: they might've completely <laughs> dropped off. Yeah, And going back to that point where you're saying like, oh, you're coming in consistently. And I guess it also might depend on what your take is on this, but it might depend on kind of what your metrics are. And sometimes plateaus can be okay. For example, say the goal of that person was, hey, I just want to come in here three times a week. Or my fitness. Yes. And if you've plateaued, of saying, hey, I've continued to hit my three times a week and I've made it to my goal and I've plateaued at that goal, that's totally fine too. Mm -hmm. Right. Obviously, more, in some cases, more can be better. Absolutely. Yeah. And so,
0: usually with that person, you know, we'd maybe be like, okay, you've done great doing three days a week. Like, do you want to try four? Mm -hmm. Right. And then that can lead to the additional stimulus that they might need to break through that plateau or like maybe they stay with three days a week you just change a few things and that variability in programming will allow them to progress as well Mm -hmm. so but with both of those scenarios and kind of the theme with that to to tie up like kind of what a routine or what routine building does is at the end of the day it builds habit and behavior change and so there's actually precision nutrition does a lot of work around behavior focused, uh, goal setting kind of. So oftentimes people come in and they say, I want these results, which can be fine, but often, oftentimes for some people, it creates a hyper-focus on that thing, right? And so in their mind, all they're thinking is I'm trying to lose, uh, 15 pounds in three months, let's say. And so like, that's their results oriented goal. But another way to, to kind of help people achieve those goals is to take more of a behavior-based approach. And so the way that that works is, you know, we, I think we all kind of generally understand what it would take to lose 15 pounds in a month for the most part, right? There's obviously some other variables that you may have to dive deeper in, but let's just like think about the, the habits and behaviors that would get you there. Obviously, nutrition is a piece, but let's talk about the, the in the gym element of it. So one thing that would help that person lose 15 pounds in three months is coming to the gym, let's say, four times a week, right? So instead of saying, hey, your goal is to lose 15 pounds in three months, you would instead reframe it as your goal is to come to the gym four times a week for three months, right? So then what that does is allows the person to focus on the behavior that will get them there instead of constantly being like, I need to lose 15 pounds in three months, 15 pounds in three months. And like that then becomes this hyper-focused thing that they could potentially then lose sight of the behavior that's gonna get them there.
1: Yes, developing a routine is very good. One last thing with the fashion piece. Uh, I will say it all started with a pair of $20 sneakers when I was in middle school. And it fully rocketed me into sneakers, then from sneakers into fashion. And then the one second A or one A to that, someone asked me, how do I get a lot of these outfits started? Well, I like to start with a nice pair of pants. Not all the time, but I think most of the times it starts with a nice, well-fitted pair of pants, either if they're a slim fit or a wide fit. Or what's recently in in trend are bell bottoms, so bringing the 70s back. Side note, I've also been told that I have a very 70s-like style with colors and cuts and silhouettes. That has been told to me many times, and I love it I'm all for it. But yes, I like to start with a nice pair of pants and then figure out a top, and then the shoes can always be interchanged. You can always go with sneakers or boots. And I think everyone should have a nice pair of boots. But that's just my idea. But now we've come towards the final piece. I'd say maybe it's more so one of the top pieces of my top five. And it is how we got the name of Project 13 Gyms. Well, technically not me. How Thomas came by the name. Uh, I have just been happy enough to enjoy the moniker of this as it took me a while for me to ask this question to him and learn about it and the fact that it is probably one of the most commonly asked questions at the gym and that is how did y'all come up with the name project 13 gyms so there's the last one hope you enjoy it take it away
0: but anyways so uh the story of Hercules and uh, part of the the myth of Hercules he had to perform 12 labors throughout his life to prove his worth
1: what are some of those labors
0: some of the labors so the first one he had to slay uh, the Nemean lion that Sounds. Um, he had to fight uh, uh, a hydra which is like a nine-headed monster um, there's a there's a long list and that's actually something too that in the future we want to get creative with at project 13 and and create some named workouts based off of those, which will be good fun. Um, We like to think that there's a 13th labor that he never completed and that is building better humans. Right? So we also though, believe that uh, that 13th labor is not really a labor at all, but instead is uh, we look at as a project because we're all ongoing projects. And we believe that, you know, you've never really arrived. You're, You're always working on getting better at something. Hence the name Project 13.
1: And that concludes my top five moments of the P13 podcast. Up to this point, of course, the more episodes we get, you never know. You may hear another one of these down the line. You got to hear a little bit and learn a little bit about your host, Michael, you know learn about my fashion about my upbringings my lack of formal dances in Canada and how high school is a lot different which one is better I think that's up for debate I don't think there's a better or non-better anyways that's just my opinion but you get to learn a little bit about myself and then if you want us to learn a little bit about you feel free again to drop a line leave us a review tell us about yourself tell us if you've related with some of these items that you've heard in the podcast or if you're related with a little bit of my top five list or if you're from Canada and you relate with anything that I've just said about Canada Um, I do love Canada I know I'm living in the states right now but there's always a special place in my heart for home that's where I came up. That's where I learned a lot of things. With that being said, I did grow up. I feel like I matured a lot more here in America in a different sense. Uh, how that might have panned out had I stayed home? Who knows? Could have, I would maybe not be here doing a podcast for y'all. Well, for us and for y'all. But uh, yeah, again, feel free to drop us a line leave us that review if you like what's going on if you want to continue hearing more of these things let us know so that we can guide we can guide ourselves towards the next things here on the p13 podcast so with that being said y'all have a good rest of the day enjoy be safe out there and have fun p.s one more thing avoid the bullshit Thank you again for listening to the P Thirteen podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five star rating.
0: This podcast was produced by Project Thirteen Gyms, and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production.
1: So absolutely, you can find us on social media on Instagram at Project Thirteen Gyms. You can find myself at fan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social
0: media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.